0: We hope you enjoy this podcast from Light Church Edinburgh. To find out more about us, visit lightchurch.co. Uh, we've been in the Book of Matthew over the last couple of months, and uh, I'm going to speak from the Book of Matthew again today. And uh, we're going to read from Matthew chapter 18, verse 21. Matthew 18, verse 21, and it says this. Then Peter came to him, that's talking about Jesus, and asked, how often should I forgive someone who sins against me? Seven times? Not seven times, Jesus replied, but 70 times seven. Okay, who's good at maths? One, close, 490. 490. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven can be compared to a king who decided to bring his accounts up to date with servants, he had borrowed money who, with servants who had borrowed money from him. In the process, one of his debtors was brought in who owed him millions of dollars, lots of money. He couldn't pay. So his master ordered that he be sold along with his wife, his children, and everything he owned. That's how they did it in those days, to pay the debt. But the man fell down before his master and begged him, Please be patient with me, and I will pay it all. Then his master was filled with pity for him, and he released him, and he forgave his. angry king sent the man to prison to be tortured until his debt uh, was paid. That's what my heavenly father will do to you if you refuse to forgive your brothers and sisters from your heart. Wow. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for this story that Jesus told, this parable, and I pray that you might speak to us today, Lord, about our own lives and forgiveness. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So Peter comes to Jesus, and he says, how often should I forgive? Seven times, thinking he's being fairly generous. And the reason was the religious leaders at the time sort of agreed that you had to get, forgive someone three times, and then that was enough. And they, they based it on a story in Amos where, where God forgave uh, a country three times and then and then uh, acted so god forgave three times i saw in this story so we think okay three times is enough peter thinking he's pretty good says i think i'll go to seven what do you think but jesus lifts the bar even more doesn't he he says not seven but 70 times seven now seven and 70 represent completeness or wholeness in the sort of jewish world so jesus was saying you just got to keep forgiving You've got to give, live your life as a forgiver. Um, and the message of uh, the, I've got a title for this message. We put it up and it's uh, Forgiveness Is, Forgiveness Is, dot, dot, dot. And I just want to pull out a few things which I think forgiveness is, forgiveness is. Forgiveness is central to the gospel. It's right in the middle, right at the hub of what Jesus was talking about. Jesus spoke a lot about forgiveness. Remember back to the Lord's Prayer. Matthew chapter 6, we looked at the Lord's Prayer and he focuses on, and we know the Lord's Prayer was meant to be a daily prayer because give us this day our daily bread. That's, and straight after that it says, and forgive us, our sins as as we forgive others um, who sin against us so that was sort of meant to be a daily prayer as well the whole thing about forgiveness comes straight after praying for your needs you should be praying for forgiveness I, I wonder your if your prayers reflect that we pray a lot for needs but I wonder if we're praying for forgiveness and forgiving others as we pray it's right at the center of the gospel Forgiving others is a daily thing. Forgiveness is a daily thing. It's something, you know, we need to keep at the forefront of our life. Live in a state, you know, we, we live in a state where, where we are forgiven. So if you, if you believe in Jesus, you put your trust in here, you are forgiven. That's stamped upon you, stamped upon your head, stamped upon you somewhere. It's like having a passport you are not just an Australian citizen, but you are forgiven. So that's your status. So that means you don't have to go through every, oh think through every bad thought and think, oh, I better say, ask forgiveness before I die. It's not like that. We don't have to live in fear. We are forgiven. Um, we don't have to make sure we tick every box. That, that would be very stressful, wouldn't it? You know, some of us already failed that this morning. Most of us, I'm sure, have, where, you know, there's things we, we, we really haven't quite hit the mark on, but we're, we are forgiven. So, so while we're praying, forgive us these sins when we're already forgiven, I think it's more for our benefit than anything. There's something about living with a clean slate. It's like living free. It's getting things right, getting things out in, in, into the open. And it's powerful when you live with a clear conscience. And the Lord's Prayer, I suppose, is a reminder to keep forgiveness right at the forefront and also our relationship with others. Pray for those who you're having challenges with. Anyone having challenges with anyone? Okay, uh, you're sitting next to them this morning. A couple of nervous laughs. no. those who offend you, those who hurt you, those who hurt someone close to you. You know, it's probably harder for some of us. You know, forgiveness is more than just living with a clean slate. Um, It keeps the grace of God flowing in us and through us. It's dealing with offences before they take hold of us, before they bind us up, before we get bitter that's what happens when we don't forgive we we end up getting bitter and uh, I don't know if you've ever known a bitter person it sort of affects the hot it colors their whole world doesn't it you know forgiveness is the nature of God forgiveness is the nature of God put that Romans scripture up please Andrew when people work their wages are not a gift but something they have earned But people are counted as righteous, not because of their work, but because of their faith in God who forgives sinners. That's just who he is. He just forgives sinners. His nature, he forgives. Um, Isaiah 43, I think we've got that up as well. This is God, if you like, speaking through a prophet. Yes, I alone will blot out your sins for my own sake and I'll never think of them again I love that, God does it we think it's just for our sake well it seems to be for his sake too he likes to put them out he likes to get things right so there's right relationship the word blot out there Who, who's old enough to have blotting things at school come on give me a wave if you're still able oh, yeah. Bill, you oh, you're such a young man in those days, you you, you 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 use your sort of quill pen, and then you blot it out, right? It's not talking about that because that left a mark, you know, on on the page. The word "here blot" means to completely annihilate, destroy, blow up, get completely. It's what it's the word used with, you know when the flood was there, completely blot out. The idea is when God deals with sin, it's gone. It's not a stain on your, on your paper. It's completely annihilated. So that's how God deals with sin. He blows it up. So when you ask God about, you know that sin I committed yesterday? He says, no, because I've blotted that out. It's gone. So that's the way God forgives And uh, he likes it that way. Jesus often, when he healed people, he said, your sins are forgiven. Have you noticed that? They they came to him for healing and he forgave sins. That's just the nature of God. and He knows that we, we need healing, body, soul and spirit. You know, forgiveness is, let's go back to our forgivenesses. Forgiveness is actually releasing a debt or cancelling a debt. That's what forgiveness in its most basic form means. That's what forgiveness was in this story, wasn't it? It's cancelling a debt. And So when you uh, think about forgiveness, think about that. It's not condoning an action. Forgiveness is not saying to somebody, it's okay, you did that. It's not brushing something under the carpet. Forgiveness is not ignoring bad behaviour. Forgiveness is cancelling a debt. And that's what it literally means. And even though love is at the centre of forgiveness, sometimes it's good to look at forgiveness in a transactional sort of a way. It can be helpful. Because when you cancel a debt, sometimes feelings are still there. And it's the same with forgiveness. You don't owe me anymore, even though I'm still dealing with it a little bit. Forgiveness is cancelling a debt. You don't owe me anymore. And the feelings catch up later. You no longer owe me. You are free. What you did was wrong, but you don't owe me anymore. I forgive you. This can be helpful when you're trying to forgive someone and you're still you know a bit wild up on the inside you can still release people bring freedom forgiveness is forgiveness is actually about freedom if i if i went to describe I, or i had to define forgiveness about one main thing i would say this it's about freedom it's about experiencing freedom when you're forgiven and it's about setting others free as well and we are set free because we're being forgiven. When Jesus came, he announced his ministry. And what did he come? To loose those who are bound and set the captives free. A lot of that is about forgiveness. And uh, forgiveness is also about living free. And that's why it's a daily thing. It's how you keep free. If you, when you refuse to forgive, it's like you're living in a prison with an open door because you've been set free but I decide to live in this prison when you refuse to forgive and we think "Oh, I'm not going to forgive Sarah because she did that we think that's actually hurting her it's not hurting her it's hurting you or me or whoever it is Sarah's probably happily going on with her life and she doesn't even know what's happening if you're forgiven yourself and you don't forgive others you're a free person who's living in a prison because unforgiveness binds us up forgiveness is living in freedom it's living we cancel debt living free from things that hold us captives So don't let the words or the actions of others hold you captive. There's a way to deal with that. It's called forgiveness. The Madison Baptist Church says this. Can we put that pick up? Can you read that? This is the Madison Baptist Church. The Reverend Susan G. Sparks. And she is putting on on their board, the most influential person in your life is the one... You refuse to forgive. Oh, that's a good quote. Who's the most influential person in your life? Oh, God, it's my wife, it's my husband. It's probably that person. Because then you'll wake up at night and you're thinking about them. That person. And you're thinking how you might deal with it or what you might say next time. That person is directing your life. The person you refuse to forgive has got power over you. When you forgive them, you're set free. The most influential person in your life is the one you refuse to forgive. If you don't forgive, they colour your world. It's like the war between the McCoys and the... And the Daniels, no. Goes back 15 generations. Why are we at war? We don't know why. We just inherited it. But they don't cross over that side of the street because something, something is binding them uh, because forgiveness wasn't activated. Don't give people that power over you. Tell you what, don't do that. Forgive if you forgive you become free forgiveness is all-encompassing it's um it affects every every area of your life we either live free or we live bound we're either forgiven from God and we forgive others or we don't and um, isn't it who knows that scripture where the spirit of the Lord is there is free, liberty freedom I think the Holy Spirit's working in our life and forgiveness are very much connected because when there's no forgiveness, there's no freedom. When the Holy Spirit is speaking to you, he always leads you into freedom. He always leads you towards forgiveness. Forgiveness is freely given, uh, freely received and freely given. It's passed on in the same measure we receive it, or it's not the forgiveness Jesus talked about. It's not like the optional extra. You know, when you buy your new car, well, I oh, have the tow bar, it's an optional extra. Sometimes we think forgiving others is the optional extra. It's not an optional extra. It's part, it's, it's freely received and freely given. Twice in Matthew, the book of Matthew, we're warned about the dangers of not forgiving others. If we don't forgive others we're not really forgiven it's, that's what he's that's what he says forgiveness means living free if we don't forgive we don't live free when we're forgiven we experience freedom when we forgive we experience freedom a couple of weeks ago we talked about I talked about forgiveness being a baton we passed on some of you might remember that when we talk about the Lord's Prayer so if I pass if, if I I'm in a race a relay race And I got the baton. Imagine passing it on and then not letting it go. (laughs) Imagine doing that. And there's two of us running around the track. Because we do that with forgiveness. We don't pass it on in the same measure we get it. It's like we get the full bottle but we only want to pass on a few drops. Forgiveness is about whatever you receive, you pass it on in full measure. So if you've been totally forgiven, guess what you pass on? Total forgiveness. If you only pass on partial forgiveness, what does that say about your forgiveness? There you go. Matthew chapter six, after the Lord's Prayer, puts these little verses on. Matthew chapter six, verse 14 when jesus was talking about the lord's prayer he did the prayer and then he said this if you forgive those who sin against you your heavenly father will forgive you next verse but if you refuse to forgive others your father will not forgive you wow that's heavy isn't it i think that's what this was saying whatever you receive pass it on in a full measure well they don't deserve it and you do of course. Their sins bigger than mine, you know. We look at others, people through some sort of telescope and look at our life through a microscope sometimes. That is, it's worth noting, if you refuse, underline that word refuse. I think it's a little bit different than if it's hard to forgive. It's not saying that. Sometimes it's, you have to work it through. It's a process, isn't it? You're working on it. It takes time. Every time I, you know, think about that, it still stings a bit. It takes time. But if you refuse, refuse is different. Refuse is no. No, I won't do that. It's not, I think that's what it's talking about here. Let's remember a couple of things. Forgiveness doesn't mean you automatically trust someone again. Forgiveness doesn't mean you become vulnerable in that situation again. But if there's a refusal to to offer what God has given you, we have a problem. Forgiveness is setting free. Forgiveness is cancelling a debt. It's a baton we must pass on. And if you refuse to forgive, you really haven't understood your forgiveness. You really haven't understood how free you are. It's like the love of God. I love the way it says, love one another as I have loved you. The more you experience God's love, you just pass that on. And I think forgiveness is the same. Sometimes you need to say to God, Lord, give me an understanding of how much I've been forgiven. Because those who have trouble forgiving often don't understand the power of forgiveness and how they are before God. Hey, um, forgiveness isn't always talking about reconciliation. We want that too. But sometimes you need two parties to do that. So we're not, not necessarily talking about that. All right. Forgiveness is not just something between you and God. It's obviously between you and God and you and others. It's, it's not just... Oh, when you think of forgiveness, it's, it can never be just you and God. Is you and God and others. You have to look at it that way. Uh, otherwise, it's not the forgiveness which Jesus was talking about. When we don't practice forgiveness, the grace of God, the flow of God's spirit, whatever you want to call it, dries up in your life. All right, how do we know if we haven't sort of forgiven the way that God wants us to forgive? Here's, here's a couple of signs. Our speech reveals uh, we often talk, start talking about the same issues again. Every time we talk about that someone, they take it back to that point where they were hurt in some ways. It's a little signpost, but that perhaps we haven't dealt with it. Get frustrated, lose joy, we get consumed. We become religious. What do I mean? We become an expert in everyone else's life and how their life doesn't line up. If we don't forgive we we end up becoming bitter and uh, the bible describes bitterness as a root that goes deep within and it's hard to pull up and it is really unforgiveness we lose we become a grump all right frustrated lose friends unfruitful lose our freedom and uh you know when we talk about forgiveness you often hear that quote, it's a poison you drink trying to hurt someone else. Unforgiveness is a poison you drink trying to hurt someone else. Now some people find it hard for, to forgive because they're looking for justice. Who likes justice? I'm not going to forgive them, it's, it's justice. Well, Jesus, there is justice. Someone paid a price. Jesus paid a price. And I think we're okay that for us. And we need to be okay with that for other people as well. Because I don't know where you put yourself on the good-bad scale. Most of, most of us put ourselves in the middle, right? Anyone worse than us is bad. I don't know how we make that scale up. Part of forgiveness is not just saying I oh, forgive, but it's actually handling... handing the thing to Jesus I think that's what the daily prayer is about Um, forgiveness is committing an issue to God in prayer give us this day our daily bread and forgive us forgive me my sins as I forgive Fred I give it to you Lord I cast it on you you deal with them Jesus often said pray for your enemies didn't he I think he's talking about this. We don't have anyone maybe trying to shoot us or anything like that. But unforgiveness, yeah. Pray for them. Tell you what happens when you start praying for those who you have trouble with. Your enemies become your friends. You start to see if your prayers are being answered. I wonder if they're being blessed or not. It changes the way you look at someone, actually, when you start praying for them. Forgiveness is a process. It starts with the decision to cancel a debt and it does, it takes time for it's a bit like a saw that you know, you've got a cut on your arm and it begins to heal, it's a bit of a scab there, you might knock it off occasionally and after a while it's, it might just be a scar like Jesus has got. What's a scar? Well a scar is that you've once been hurt but now you've been healed. Forgiveness is Taking its course and you can use it as a testimony to show others. That's what Jesus did. Forgiveness is not being a doormat. He's not talking about being a doormat where everyone can hurt you and you don't. He's not talking about that. Doesn't mean you put yourself in harm's way to be abused. Forgiveness is being like jesus is being christ-like um a few years ago i found a key to help me with forgiveness and this was the key and i've said this before that i decided when it comes to forgiveness to live my life how i want to live before jesus so jesus So I'm going to forgive because Jesus is a forgiver and he shows, so I'm going to forgive because I want Jesus to smile upon me, okay? So I've decided to live my life how I want to be seen before Jesus. Now whether Talia says yes, sorry to me or recompenses me, the money she stole from me, You can have my son plus some money all right if you keep him all right and i forgive her because how i want jesus to see me now if you look at it that way it doesn't matter if she says sorry whatever she does because my forgiveness is not based on her action my forgiveness is based on how i want to be before jesus that's really helpful if you live your life on how you want to be before Jesus, it helps you to forgive because you have a different motivation on why you want to forgive. Now, of course, you know, we need to love one another and and, um, learn how to do that, but I, I found that quite helpful for me. Live your life how you want to be seen by Jesus. That way, those other people and those other events lose their power or their hold over you. Now, the good thing about Jesus, the way he forgives, he doesn't wait till I say sorry before he forgives. He doesn't wait until I put it right before he forgives. He actually forgives me. He's forgiven me. He did it on the cross. He looked forward, he looked back. What a way, what a powerful thought about forgiveness. What does Jesus think? Who's heard the phrase forgive and forget? Where in the Bible does it say forgive and forget? Well, it doesn't say it. It says God does it, but He's got a better forgettery than me. How's your forgettery? My memory's not that good at times, but neither, sometimes my forgettery isn't as good either. Um, there's a story I've told here a couple of years ago about Corrie Ten Boone. You know that name? Uh, did the atrocities of World War II and she was having trouble forgiving and she went to a Lutheran pastor, the story goes, and um, because she kept rehashing this incident, she couldn't sleep. And the Lutheran pastor, pastor there took, show to a church tower with a bell on it. And the bells, you know, you pull the cord and the bell rings. And um, after you let the rope go, the bell keeps dinging. All right? After all, it slows down, finally stops. But if you keep pulling the rope again, guess what? And he's trying to show a, a principle about forgiving. When you forgive, you still sometimes hear that noise. But as you give it to God and let it go, eventually, that whatever it is, that pain, whatever you're feeling, will subside. And um, it's helpful to take your hand off the rope. When you forgive, you cancel a debt. You still might remember the pain might still be around for a while. God's forgiveness is a little bit different than ours. God's forgiveness, Hebrews, um, let's put this scripture up handy, Hebrews 30, Hebrews 30, Hebrews 10, verse 16 and 17. This is the covenant I will make with them after that time, says the Lord. I will put my laws on their hearts and I'll write them on their mind. And then he adds, their sins and their lawless acts I will remember no more. That's, God can do that. He just remembers no more. And I think we always think, I think he just cancels the debt. The books are clear. That's the way God can deal with it. Let's thank God for our forgiveness. Thanks, Sarah. We're going to pray because um, when we talk about forgiveness, it's always things we need that pop up in our own world because we live in a, a world where things happen. And you might need to revisit the Lord's Prayer. Lord, forgive me my sins, because some of you might be struggling with things in your own life which aren't right, and others are struggling with things that are being done to you. They both forgiveness is needed in both cases. And let's start that process of healing, of freedom, because this is being about being free. To me, forgiveness is mainly about being free. Releasing things that bind us, chains that hold us, prison doors. Lord, we pray. I pray for everyone here, Lord. And First, I pray for our own lives, Lord. If there's things that just aren't right and we know we need to, to ask forgiveness, just to put things out in the open, Lord, between us and you Lord and we pray for forgiveness for our own life Lord those those issues where we've just sort of hidden away in a different room of our life thinking it doesn't matter but you put your finger on them Lord we thank you for your forgiveness which is so incredible that releases us from bondage releases us um you know that there'd be joy and freedom in our life Lord we thank you for your forgiveness we confess those things to you and people confession is just putting things out in the open and we ask for your healing and your forgiveness that we will be right and we also think about those things that are being done to us or maybe a family friend or someone we know where we're finding it hard to forgive maybe it's still happening right now Lord maybe the effects of this thing is still happening. Lord, we release the debt. We, we forgive in Jesus' name. Lord, we leave justice to you. You're a just God. We, we, we cast our cares upon you knowing that you can deal with these things, Lord. I pray for freedom in people's lives as they do it. As we give things to you we thank you, Lord God. Amen. Give, forgiveness, is, forgiveness is life-changing. It's life-changing. It'll change the way you view the world. It's like you, you had your sunglasses on, you're taking it off, you'll see things differently. I'd encourage you this week, can I challenge you, encourage you this week to pray the Lord's Prayer as a daily prayer and just spend a few moments around this and just see what the lord pops on your heart and uh because he wants to set you free and forgiveness is the key for your freedom lord i thank you for everyone in this place i pray that they will go in freedom today lord if we need to put something right with somebody i pray you you know give us the strategy and the courage just to maybe Deal with that, Lord, if it needs to be done. And we thank you for your incredible forgiveness. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless your church.